Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Calm Sunday, everybody. Yes, I find it uh, so interesting how the disciples have Jesus in their midst and, uh, and the storm comes raging out of nowhere, which is very common at that time because of wh where they're at fishing at. And uh, Jesus says, don't you have any faith? Don't you believe? And Jesus tells the winds to go down and they're calm. No more wind. That's pretty awesome. But you know, the thing about it is that in our lives, there are storms raging around us. Maybe in our mind, in our heart, in our surroundings. It's not just the wind that's just blowing at us in the face. Oh, yes, we yearn to have those beautiful sunny days. But there's also storms that we have to be aware of. These storms are vital for us because they teach us things. God uses them to reveal himself to us. He revealed himself to the disciples when he calmed the wind. And they said, who is this man? Even the winds listen to him. There are a lot of lessons that can be learned from storms. And as we talked about a little bit earlier, we talked about, you know, the different names of Jesus. And as we're going through our readings today or going through our, our, our message, you're going to have different types of names that you could use for him. And one of them that comes up from a storm that we can learn from and also a name for Jesus is real gratitude. Not just gratitude, real gratitude. You know, it's easy to be grateful when things are going well in our lives, when the bank account is full of money, when the children are behaving, when you tell them to clean their rooms and they joyfully go clean their rooms. But even in difficulty, we can find things to be grateful for. Stop to look for God's good hand and and keep a daily gratitude list to see God at work in your lives around you. Even Paul, when he was in prison, he wrote that he learned the secret of being content in every and any situation. Paul writes in Philippians 4, 11 and 13, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. When life is easy, when things are going our way, gratefulness is easy. But not when the storms are raging. Not in the worried nights of anxiety or the lonely house begging for that sound of a familiar voice or that empty nursery or that empty pocketbook. Or maybe when you're in the hospital waiting for some good news and you're, you're pacing back and forth. 
gratefulness hinges on our willingness to accept God's will over our own. Accepting that He is in control and that we can trust Him. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18 says, We see God's instruction to be always be thankful. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So indeed, real gratitude is something that we get from God. And we grasp onto that even during the tough times. We can be grateful for the many things we have, but only real gratitude comes from God. While the storms are raging around us and the winds are howling and, and things in our mind are all getting scrambled up and our, we feel stressed out, we have the storms that can teach us about real joy. Joy is a beautiful emotion to experience. It's the feeling you get when you get ecstatic about going on vacation. Or maybe the joy of having a surprise birthday party. There are so many things in life that we can be joyful for. The laughing with friends, being with a loved one. But see, that joy is just a feeling. And it can leave us instantly depending upon our circumstances in life. We want a different kind of joy. A biblical type of joy. The biblical definition of joy says that joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on Jesus rather than who we are around. That's real joy. Joy that comes from the Holy Spirit. Joy that is abiding in God's presence and hope in His Word. Biblical joy is something that is awesome and cannot be taken away from us. We might go on that vacation and we got the joy and the happiness. That joy goes away when you're thinking, oh, I have to go back home. Or that joy suddenly disappears when all of your friends and relatives are leaving the party. That joy comes and then it goes. But the joy of God is always around us. Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Paul again says in Philippians 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Oh, yes, rejoice and be joyful in the Lord. We want joy. We want the everlasting joy. We want the joy that comes from God in our lives to fill us in our minds, in our hearts, in our surroundings. The storms can teach us that real joy comes from God. Storms can also teach us about peace. And we might think of peace as 
when the kids are in bed, the house is clean and quiet, and your favorite movie is about to be shown on TV, but that's not peace. That's calm. Peace is the essence of difficulty. It's the presence of God. See, there's a difference between calm and peace. We can have calmness, but do we have peace? If you don't have God in your life, you don't have true peace. According to the Bible, the peace of God transcends all understanding. It is the harmony and calmness of body, mind, and spirit trusting in the power and grace of God. Nearly all of the letters that Paul talks about says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Throughout Scripture, we find that peace is defined as a blessing from God, harmonious with His character. This too, Paul talks about in Philippians 4, 7, he says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. In Colossians 3, 15, it's very important, talks about peace. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. The peace of Christ. What does that do? It rules in your heart. It's inside of you. Cannot be taken away. I find this interesting how they describe peace. It's compared to the petals of a flower unfolding in the morning sunlight. The petals of peace in our lives unfold as we learn more about God. We discover that His character is always faithful. We experience His goodness. We read more about His promises. Like Psalm 100, verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. We can learn to bask in the overwhelming love for us. You know, James 1.17 says, Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, from whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Think about the peace, the true peace that we have when we reach out to God. God is peace. As the storms rage around in our lives, there's something else that it can teach us. And that can teach us about the real treasure. Matthew gives us a couple of stories about treasure. And notice also in these verses how it also intertwines into what we just talked about as well. Matthew 13, 44 through 46 says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field when someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like that merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one a pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. 
Oh yes, the storms, they do teach us that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. That light is so real. That light is so vibrant. No matter how long that tunnel may be in our life, that treasure is always going to be there at the end. And that is going to be Jesus Christ. Think about the storm. Storm rages in the summertime. And what usually appears after a storm? The rainbow. Now, of course, the old uh, tale is, at the end of the rainbow, you're going to find a treasure, right? (laughs) No, you're not going to find a treasure at the end of the rainbow. The rainbow itself is a treasure from God. It's His promise and covenant to us. And the joy that we have, we see that rainbow, we just say, oh, yes, there is joy, there is the treasure, there is that beautiful color that God created for us. The joy that we have, the treasure that we have. Philippians 3.8 says, What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. See, Paul wants us to realize that the treasure is in Jesus Christ. And when we find Jesus Christ, we find the true joy. Everything is tied together. Deep down we know that somehow we have that great treasure. We have kind of lost part of it. Well, we lost a lot of it. Actually, we lost all of it. Back in Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, the soul of man was forever tainted. But Jesus Christ, through his treasure of his holy blood, basically cleaned our souls, cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Think about that great treasure, that God is our treasure. One of the names that I was going to mention this morning, I thought, I don't want to give away my whole sermon, is hero. Think about this for a moment. You're at a basketball game. And the sports fans are all ecstatic because somebody just made a three-point shot at the buzzer to give your team the win. Wow, that's everybody gets excited. They want to know who that person is. They want to get his autograph. They carry the, the teammates carry him around the court because he had the game-winning shot. He is the hero of the game, and everybody wants to know who he is. The fans go wild. Our game is the game of life. The one who destroyed death and won victory of life is the hero of the game. Who is that hero but Jesus Christ? And we want to get to know him as well. We want to know that hero. We want to know that treasure of life. God is our hero and our treasure. Wow, that's great. We need to know him more. We could be like the flower, the petals opening up so we can receive more information from God. Yes, indeed. God is our treasure. 
The storm's continuing to rage on in our lives. And what God does is the storms will teach us about real strength. We can usually handle the mild annoyances that are around us in life. But there are times when there's trials and tribulations and they weigh us down. We feel weakened. We feel exhausted. And I know for a fact that none of us here worries, right? We don't like to worry. So why do we do it? It's human nature to worry. But that means then we need to really focus and get our strength from God to get rid of that worry so we don't have to worry about it anymore because God is our strength. We need to be dependent upon God to give us that strength. I know people will go on social media and they will try to look stuff up on there and they will maybe try to get strength from some of the stuff they see on media, maybe mentally, physically, whatever the case might be. But there's only one source of strength. And that's not, you're not going to find it on social media. You'll find it in the Bible. In James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. See, reaching out to God for his strength. God's strength is no match for the devil. But you gotta have true strength from God. You could be as strong as Hercules. But if your spiritual strength is weak, you have nothing. That's why it's so important. Reach out to God. Get that strength from Him. And things are gonna be going great. And even when the storms are raging in our lives, God is still there in the midst of it. Even while the disciples are in the boat and that boat is going capsizing and it's going all over the place, the waves are coming in over the boat, the disciples are all in panic, Jesus is there to calm them down and calm the storm down. Listen to the words of Psalm 28. The Lord is my strength. And my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. The Lord is the strength of his people. A fortress of salvation for his anointed one. Where do we get our true strength from? Not at a gym. Not on social media but from God Almighty. And when the baddest of bad people repent and put their trust in Christ, you see the work of God, His strength at work. People will go through the storms of life and if they believe in God's strength, nothing can overcome them. Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart may fail, 
But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. You see, everything goes back to God. Everything goes back to Jesus. There's where you get the trueness. That's where you get your power and strength from. And as the storms rage throughout your lives, storms will teach us about real faithfulness. See, God is faithful. The psalmist proclaimed, For the Lord is good, His loving kindness is everlasting, and His faithfulness to all generations. What does it mean to say that God is faithful? It's saying that He alone will never leave us. He's always faithful to us. God's faithfulness to His word, Joshua said, not one word of all His good promises have ever failed. God's word doesn't fail. Isn't that amazing? And Jesus stated, your word is truth. God's word is truth. God's word will inspire us. Truthfulness. You know, God will never turn his back on us. You know, the thing about human beings is that depending upon which way the wind is blowing, it depends on whether or not they're going to be your friend or not. If the storms start raging from the other side, they might ditch you. But one thing about God, no matter which way the wind is out of, He'll never leave you. He'll be at your side. Remember, this place is temporary. Faithfulness is something we can reach out and know that God is going to be on our side because, you see, also, storms will teach us about our real home. All these trials that we have should teach us that this is not our permanent place. Should teach us and remind us that this world is temporary. Our real home is in heaven. In Philippians 3, 20 and 21, it assures us where our true home is at. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be glorious like His, by the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. Oh, there are so many lessons that can be learned in the storms that are raging around us, in our minds and inside our hearts and, and so forth. And when we allow those storms to continue to rage, the problem is, is that they're like a hurricane. Storms will come and all of a sudden we feel a sense of calmness. Notice I said calmness. Because on the other side of the hurricane are more storms. We didn't really get the true peace. When the hurricane finally passes on through and the storms rage on through and it's all gone, then maybe we can understand that, yes, 
God is there. He is there for me to help me through these times. I survived it. And I'm going to continue to go on with my life because Jesus is at my side. Jesus calmed the storms of the disciples. He just said, wind be calm, and boom, just like that, it was calm. He can do the same thing in our lives. Reach out to Jesus and he will reach out to you. When Peter was trying to walk on water, he was doing fine until he took his eyes off of Jesus. And he looked down at the waves. And he became petrified and terrified and started drowning. Why? Because he took his eyes off of Jesus. Keep your focus on Jesus. And then you don't have to worry about the white caps. You don't have to worry worry about the storms. You keep your eyes on Him and nothing else will matter because our citizenship is in heaven. So the storms of life can teach us about gratitude. It could teach us about joy. It could teach us about peace and the treasure and strength and faithfulness and about our home. The storms of life will continue to rage on and try to deter us off the path. But I can tell you one thing. Jesus Christ will be there right with us through those storms. Remember, who is God? We give him all kinds of names, wonderful names, Counselor, uh, Almighty God, Prince of Peace. He is our God. He is our source of strength, source of power, and our source of true peace. Reach out to God, and he will reach out to you. May the grace of God which transcends all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.